In addition to being a podcast, Commune is also an online course platform where people like you can take courses for free and get the support and tools you need to take action in your community. Learn more at onecommune.com. Hi, I'm Jeff Krasno. And I'm Skylar Grant, and welcome to the official podcast of Commune. In this bonus episode, you'll learn about who we are and why we do what we do. What exactly do we do? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Here's a taste. With help from incredible people who keep growing, learning, and healing together in a new form of commune, one where everyone belongs. We talk with Marianne Williamson about the evolution of activism and spirituality. There wasn't this disconnect between politics and spirituality that has developed over the last few decades. It was you did Ram Dass and the I Ching in the morning, and you went to an anti-war rally in the afternoon. We talk to experts on human psychology. I'm a social psychologist. I study how people decide what counts as racial bias and how they have conversations about it. And to spiritual leaders about race in America. The big thing about race is synonymous, at least for me, even though I started with the idea that we're all racist, I didn't really believe it. We explore the complex emotional science of forgiveness. People do, in fact, forgive those who commit such atrocities that are almost unfathomable. Tears just started flowing from my eyes, and I wrote something along the lines, Kevin Lee Francois, I forgive you. Forgiveness is not the same thing as reconciliation, and forgiveness does not throw justice under the bus. We learn what it means to heal ourselves from pro football players. I woke up the next day in the hospital, and the character of the, of the athlete died. And we learn what it means to heal the planet from best-selling author Paul Hawken. Reducing food waste is, is really about gratitude as opposed to obligation. It is the willingness to see a situation differently so that your mind can shift from a perception of fear, which is lovelessness, to love, which is the miracle. So Skyler is actually my wife, my muse, and the inspiration for founding Commune. Um, you actually grew up on a commune in Northern California. What was that like? <laughs> uh, well, it was amazing and it was awful. <laughs> I mean, if you ask any hippie kid from the 70s uh, how it was, it really depends on the day. But in many ways, it was idyllic and full of frolicking in the great outdoors with few clothes and lots of chickens and goats. We had anywhere from two to five families at the same time. It was definitely communal living, which meant shared chores, shared clothes or shared lack of clothes. You know, when I was little, I remember all these huge discoveries of the way that the rest of the world operated. Like my my friends didn't actually sleep outside all the time and their their cars didn't have holes in the bottom of them where you could see the road passing through. And, and those were... <laughs> Those were those are maybe the things I I haven't taken with me into adulthood, but the core things that all of the real tenets of living that that were the bedrock of the way the way my parents lived, which was growing most of their own food, living super lightly on the earth, you know, using 
no new clothes, no new, no new anything if you could possibly help it. Birthing your babies at home and helping your parents die in a sane and loving way. You know, raising your own animals if you were going to eat meat. Living in a way that was human-based, was, was contact and community-based. And all of those things, I like. I can never argue with those. And even if my the style of my life is different, they're, all of those principles are, are deep inside me. What always struck me about those things is they're old and they're true. And we have, you know, this notion of, you know, yoga and, and local food as being kind of these new modern discoveries. Well, they're not. Uh-huh. You know, they're thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of years old. Yeah. Our generation looks back on on the experiment of, of our parents' generation in the 60s and 70s and sees it as a real revolution and new thing. But of course, when you dig a little deeper, they were rediscovering what was old and true and just putting it through a, a wild and psychedelic filter. But, you know, the utopian vision of the, the late 20th century, it had all the same principles and these things cycle and the great society and every, you know, all of the, the our our moments of communal uplift, of American uplift, cycle back. And what I think is exciting about our moment now is that we have the tools at our disposal, our ability to connect through through the digital sphere and then to make real powerful connections on the earth, you know, in, the, in real time. It, it's ironic to be creating a platform that really goes back to human connection through an online platform, but it's also so right to be using exactly what's in front of us to be examining what what has worked and where where we can cycle as a community to our truest and most healthful selves. Yeah, I mean, like this and these, the innovation gives us tools. And, you know, there's no coincidence that these moments of waves of rediscovery of these things that are old and true. There's no coincidence that those things, those experiments and shared resources and shared living are grounded in moments in history that are connected deeply to the common good and people fighting principled fights. And we have, we have a, there's a shakeup going on. I mean, we are right now, you know, we have to rediscover what it is to be not just American, but actually a global citizen, to use a hackneyed phrase, but it's a real thing. And um, we have to figure out how we use who we are now as people to go back to what works. You know, as, as, a, as a yoga teacher, so I've been teaching for about um, a little over 20 years. And in the classroom, I f- can see that there's a palpable shift in my students from being involved solely in their own journey, in their own self-discovery, in their own healing. And then in the last five years or so, you can feel that the intention has changed And it's not that people aren't working on themselves because that's always where you're starting. Your body is your laboratory. You come to work on that. But now people are wanting to take those resources and bring it off their mats. And whether that means they're actually taking yoga and bringing it into schools or bringing it into the prison system 
or taking it further afield and just using their own inner resources, their own inner strength and flexibility to be activists or to, you know, work harder and longer at something they're really passionate about. And there, there has been within the, within the yoga world, there's been this idea of off the mat and into the world for a long time. And it's, it's, it's happening for people who, 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 who feel their self getting well and feel that the next, the inevitable next step is to make the world well. Yeah. Brene Brown has a wonderful definition of spirituality. Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a greater power than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion. Practicing spirituality brings us a sense of perspective, meaning, and purpose to our lives. Yeah, I think the reason why that definition speaks to me and to the time in such a salient way is that mostly I think people who have been on kind of their spiritual or wellness journey have been on that journey for themselves and by themselves. But to define that journey as something, a spiritual journey as something as connected to others feels more relevant than ever. You can find Commune on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite shows. Subscribe now for weekly episodes.